The people around you really matter. At least to your success they do. And I just might have the secrets to help you pick the right ones. This and more on the Unfiltered One podcast starting now. Hello again, my friends, my friends, my fucking best friends, and welcome to another episode of the Unfiltered One Podcast. It's your boy, Julius Ray, the JR, Mr. Unfiltered One, and I'm here to talk to you about something that is near and dear to my heart, which is simply your tribe, your community, the people that you spend the most amount of time with, the people that you choose to associate with, the people that are in your life whether you uh, accept it or not, the people that are in your life that will directly impact how successful you will be. Let's dive right into it. No one is successful on their own. You should know this. There's a, there's a famous saying that goes, it takes a village to raise a child. I'm sure there are many different renditions of that wonderful saying, but it all means the same shit. It takes a lot of people and a lot of exposure to these people to bring someone to their truest potential, to help them realize their fullest potential. It takes a lot of people. If you were to really go back and audit your life, you would find that you have probably missed out on thanking a shitload of people that were really responsible for many parts of your success that you're having right now. And I know most of my friends that, that watch this and some of you that aren't my friends, some new viewers that are probably watching this, you're probably really successful in your own right. And I'm sure every Thanksgiving or every holiday season, just like I do and just like everybody else does, you probably write a nice long post on your Facebook thanking the people that helped you to get where you, where you are. And most of the time, the, the people in that list you, you name your family, you name a couple close friends, and then somewhere at the bottom you go, and then countless other people that have helped me along the way to get to where I am right now. Right, it's kind of a throwaway, all the other people in your community. But if you're being real about it, they, it took a lot of those people to get you to where you are now, and it will take, unless you concentrate uh, the types of people that you are around, it will take a lot more people to get to where you're trying to go in life, if you're trying to be more successful than you are right now. It will take a lot of people. Right Now, I contend that the reason it takes so many people is because it's really difficult to find all the qualities that you need for a good tribesman or a good friend in one person and then have that person be someone that likes you and wants to stick with you throughout your entire journey. It's really difficult. Which is why so many people come into and out of your life at various times because it's really difficult for us to find that person who has all the qualities that we need or or that group of people that has all the qualities that we need to help us reach our truest potential. Part of it is because we don't know what the fuck our real potential is. We actually don't know where we're going in life, so we don't really know who it is that we need to have around us. But those people that bounce in and out of your life are no less helpful than many of the people that have been around your or been around you or been in your life for most of it. I can name for sure a couple people that have been in my life for maybe a few months, maybe a year or two that have been way more impactful than some people that have been around me for 35 years. 
They're out there for sure. Just because somebody's been around you doesn't mean that they're very, very helpful. Everybody needs somebody. Right? LeBron James or Michael Jordan. I, use, I like to use both examples because some of y'all are real salty. Le- LeBron James to you is not the best player in the world right now. LeBrick, LeCryer, whatever. He is to me, but LeBron, Jordan, whatever. Don't like the both of them, Bird. Whoever, pick somebody. Doesn't matter. Whoever the best basketball player is in the world right now, they needed people. Right? Coaches, trainers, water boys, they needed people in their life to help them to achieve the success that they have right now. They, they, otherwise, LeBron James would probably be a bench sitter. I mean, he'd be great. That's not, that's not fair to say. His talent would have led him to the NBA probably. But to achieve the level of success that he has right now took a lot of emotional maturity, if you can think about that. right? Most, most professional football players, basketball players, professional sports players, they have egos. And if they don't know how to properly harness that ego or when to keep it in check, they can really get them into trouble. There's some really great players that went to the NBA or NFL whose egos got the best of them. And their careers were, was, uh, their careers were cut short because they were never allowed to reach their fullest potential because they didn't have the right people in their lives to mentor them along the way to be better. Right? It's, it's everywhere in life. We know that the right people have, has to be around us. That's a fact. What we don't always know is who these right people are and where exactly it is that we are trying to get these people to uh, lead us to, which is why so many times they come in and out of our lives because sometimes we're just stagnant, which means that the people that we bring into our life are usually people that will help us be stagnant. And then when we finally decide that we want to move on, we get rid of those people and find new people. The top five people in your life that you spend the most amount of time around, this is not something that I made up, by the way. Some really, really smart person before me said this. The top five people that you spend the most amount of time around in your life will determine how successful you'll be, how far you'll go with the talents that you have. Show me the top five people you spend the most amount of time with. I will show you who you really are. I think that's what they said. And they're fucking right. So knowing that, if you want to be successful, wouldn't it make the the most amount of sense to surround yourself with five really, really, really good fucking people that know exactly how to get to you or get you to where you want to go? It makes sense to me now. Didn't make sense to me early in life because I don't know that I always had the best influencers around me. I do now. I've got great, I've got great influencers. And something that I took for granted, quite, quite frankly, for many years until I was around a few people who had shitty friends and a shitty tribe, and I was like, oh my God, I'd forgotten how bad it could be if you don't have exposure to the right people. So here we are in this episode. I'm going to tell you what has worked for me. You can pare this down, take what you need. Don't listen to any of it. Listen to all of it. It might change your life. You might be listening to this on the toilet. doesn't matter. But this is what's helped me. In my search for what I consider to be the perfect tribesmen or the people that I allow to be in my inner circle. Maybe I'll name some of these people in the, in the episode and that'll, that'll actually get them to watch. I can tag them, right? I'm just really, really thankful for the people that I have. 
first off, before I start listing uh, the the qualities, let me break this down. I'm going to list the qualities that I think are the most important. And these are in no particular order, but I'm going to list the qualities that I think are the most important qualities that you should have in any friend, period, regardless of who, who you're picking. Any friends that you have around you that are going to be close to you, I'm not talking about acquaintances or people you hang out with at the bar. I'm talking about people that will actually have influence in your life on a yearly, monthly, weekly basis, whatever. If you're actually going to listen to the advice that they have for you, this list of qualities, I think, is most important. Is how you vet these people to make sure that they are worthy enough to be close to you. If you're trying to be successful, if you're not trying to be successful, if you're just trying to stay where you're at right now, then fuck it, throw this list away, it doesn't matter. So we're going to make that list. And then after that, I'm going to tell you the five types of friends that you should have in your group. Now, some, it doesn't mean that your group only has five friends. It could be 10, it could be 20, it could be 50, it could be only five. It could be three. And those three friends have the qualities of all of the five friends that I'm listing for, for the purpose of simplicity and brevity. I'm just going to list the five types of friends that you need to have in your life, period. So we'll go over the qualities that I think every friend should have, regardless of which one of these friends they are, and then the five types of friends that you need. Okay? First quality. Your friends need to be positive. That seems like, you know, that seems like such a reveal sometimes. Like, you know, you really need positive friends, people who are glass half full. That's hard to find. There are a lot of negative people in the world. A lot of negative people whose glasses are just fucking half empty all the time. You know why? Because they were exposed to a shitload of people in their past whose glasses were always half empty. And they, when they were a young kid and their glasses were full, those adults drank out of their fucking glass and made their glass half empty. All they know is their glass is half full. Or excuse me, half empty. They don't know any better. You want to hang around people whose glasses are half full or full. There are people out there that their glasses are just full to the fucking top. If you can find one of those people, uh, that's a big deal. But you want to find positive people. By the way, this is a cumulative list of qualities, by the way. It's not like they need to have one or the other quality. They've got to have all of these qualities that I'm about to list. Uh, the, the friends that my friends have all of these qualities and the ones that you find should have all these qualities too. So they need to be positive. Glass half full. Right? There's always a way. There's always a solution. There's always better. They haven't quite made it there yet. They're not stagnant. They're upbeat and uplifting. You want to have these people in your life because at some point, you're going to get down. You're going to be downtrodden. And you're going to need somebody around you to lift you up. And if you have a glass half empty type of person, the, those people cannot wait until you're down just so that they can drink the half of your glass and fill themselves up and drain the shit out of you. Keep positive people in your life. Right? Positive means different things to different people. I'm not going to go into what positive means. You know what it means. Right? Everybody here has a third grade education. Positive, number one quality. Number two, reliable. You need reliable friends, man. Here's like instant, for me, not friendship. Not positive. Not reliable. Done. Right? I don't even need you in my life. Reliability is key. If you have a friend, you know, you text your friend, you're like, hey, man, you want to hang out this week? Yeah, we can go to the Dave Matthews concert on Saturday. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then 
on Thursday, like, eh, you know, man, I'm not really feeling, uh, I'm not really feeling like going. I'm not really, you know, if they do that shit all the time, you need to fucking dump them. That's a flake. Right? And that's for a Dave Matthews concert. Imagine if there was some serious shit. They would not be around to help you. Some of y'all have a bunch of flakes in your circle. Get rid of them bitches. You don't need them. A flake is a silly bitch and you need to throw them away at the earliest available opportunity. Because if they're not reliable for the simple things, when shit gets hard, and it will, if you are on a journey to be successful, shit will get hard. When things get hard, you need somebody that's going to be there, that's going to show up and show out. An unreliable person cannot do that. Number three, they've got to be influential. Right? They've got to influence you in an upward direction. I used to say this about, I told a story to a couple of my close friends about uh, a woman I used to date in the past, whose name shall not be mentioned on this podcast. <coughs> and um, I, I would always say that if I walked into the bedroom and I said, hey, I want to buy a private jet and I want to do whatever it takes to make sure I can afford it, she would go, okay, let's do it. And if I turned around, walked down, walked right back in, and I, I said, hey, uh, I want to rob a bank. I want to steal all that money and then buy a private jet from a Coke dealer down in Tijuana, Mexico. She'd be like, okay, that's great. Let's do it. Already have the plans ready. Right? She'd influence me up or down. Wouldn't matter as long as she was influencing me. That's not... That's some serious ride-or-die shit, and it sounds cool. It's good for a movie, probably good for The Godfathers. Not really good if you actually want to have sustained success. Not going to work. You need people that influence you to go up, and then when your ass is trying to go the other way, when your ass tries to do dumb shit, they try to talk you out of it. Got to be influential in a positive way. Always going up. Next, encouraging, not disparaging. You want to know how somebody's or want, want to know how to tell when someone's not an uh, encouraging type of friend, they're a one-upper. You do something, they've done something better. Everybody has this friend in their group, or at least until today, when you're going to go toss that silly bitch out of your circle. right? Everybody's run into this person before who you consider as a friend, but you're not really that close, so it doesn't really matter that they're a one-upper. They're a fucking one-upper. That's not encouraging at all. When it's your success, when you've done something, when you've made it, that's your thing to celebrate. We need to celebrate you, not them. Throw them bitches out. If they're not encouraging you to be better by celebrating your accomplishments, can't be in the, uh, in the tribe. Got to throw them out. Next, emotionally filling, a.k.a. not a user. Dun, dun, dun. Some of you all have user friends. They come over, they spill their fucking guts on you, make you feel all drained and insecure, and then they walk the fuck out and they give you nothing in return. You know those people, the emotionally draining people. There's always something going on in their life, and they just got to tell you, even though they were the one who caused all this shit, they got to let it go on you. If they don't fill you up emotionally, they don't make you feel uplifted and happy and positive and ready to fucking do battle. If all they do is drain you all the time, you need to dump them. That's a silly bitch. Get rid of them. Availability. Big one. Don't hang out with dudes or girls who are only available when they're available. 
right? You know that person. Now they don't have a boyfriend or they don't have a girlfriend or their, their marriage is on the rocks and suddenly you get a phone call. I get a lot of calls from those types of people. And this is not one of those like, you know, a lot of people have been asking me, like for real, I get a lot of calls from people who are in between shit. Hey man, JR, I just thought about you. Bitch, why'd you just fucking think about me? Because shit's going wrong. Could have sent me a text. Motherfucker. Doesn't mean that you have to talk to me all, all, all the time. You know, just some of those people I've tried to reach out to and they were too busy for me until some shit went wrong and then they wanted to talk. Make sure your people are always just, or excuse me, always available to you, not just in the bad times, the good times too. Big quality. Next one, drama resistant, self-explanatory. You know the people, right? Sort of like that emotional person that's not emotionally feeling. This person is just fucking annoying. The person with a lot of drama, there's always shit going on in their life because that's what makes their life feel like it's actually being lived. Then they bring that shit to you. And it's really just a bunch of confusing mumbo jumbo. That's a silly bitch. Get rid of them. They're full of drama. Get rid of them. You need a drama resistant person. Very important. Another quality, honesty and integrity. They got to have that. Do everything that they do. Trying to be honest with you. Trying to be upfront. They're not trying to be. They are honest. They are upfront. And everything that they do, they try to do it legally, morally, and ethically. They operate with honesty and integrity. That's big. They value time, not time wasters. Time fucking suckers. Right? Sit around, do nothing type of people. They wait all day to tell you that there was some shit that needed to get done, and now it's the end of the day. You're like, fuck, why don't you tell me at 8 o'clock this morning? Oh, well, you know, I wasn't thinking about it really. Fuck. Excuse me. Almost choked on my own uh, desperation there. You... Uh, do not need those people in your life. They don't value time. They're not going to value your time. And time is life. Life is time. They're the same fucking thing, which means if they're wasting your time, they're wasting life. Get rid of people who waste time. Need to stick around winners. Another quality. They're winners and not victims. Some people are just always a victim. Shit's always happening to them. The man's keeping them down. The fucking system's keeping them down. The job is keeping them down. Fuck. Doesn't that ever get annoying to you? They're always down all the fucking time. Somebody's always keeping them down. They have no fucking accountability in their life. Get, the, get rid of those silly bitches. Stay around winners. How do you know you have a winner? Somebody who takes extreme accountability of their own fucking life. This shit happened to me. It's my fault. I'm going to fix it, and it's not going to happen again. That's how a winner thinks. A victim's like, I'm going to fucking sue the man. I'm going to sue the system. They're really holding me down, man. Fuck, I can't get ahead. Dump that person. Unless you just don't want to be successful, then keep them. And then the final one, uh, and I guess arguably the most important one, depending on who you are, make sure that your friends that you select have your best interests at heart, a.k.a. they're not selfish. Now, let me talk about this one for a second. The best relationships, whether it's a friendship or a real relationship, is a relationship where both people give 100% of their effort to helping the other person. Now, where this typically goes wrong is one of the people is not giving 100%. And that makes a friendship lopsided. It makes one person feel like they're getting used and the other person uh, feel like they're getting too much. 
Then the one person that's doing 100, they drop themselves down. Then this other person feels like they're not getting enough. The ideal way to run a relationship is I focus 100% on doing what is best for you as far as the relationship is concerned. And I don't feel bad by doing it because if I selected somebody with all of these qualities, it is likely, very likely, if they have all of these qualities, that they're doing the exact same thing for me. I know this to be true about my friends. So like I said, all my, all my friends that are in my circle, they have all of these qualities. Whenever it comes to friendship shit, I give 100% of myself to making the friendship better or to doing whatever I can to help the friendship or the relationship. And I never do it out of a feeling of guilt or debt or whatever because I know that they're going to give 100% back because they're the same type of person. They've got all of these qualities. If you found friends that don't have those qualities, what you're going to find is you're giving a lot of shit and they're giving not a lot, right? And I see these memes all the time on Facebook and Instagram. I'm that one friend who will give and give and give and my other friends don't give anything. Well, bitch, you picked the wrong fucking friend. Right? Like you picked them. You you chose that they you don't are not obligated to hang out with these people. You don't have to do shit for them. If you know that's the case, drop them. If you want a better idea of how not to let that be the case, fucking pick friends that have these qualities. And then your ass will be all right. You are allowed in your life. I'm allowing you right now, but you've always been allowed to discard any person in your life who is a soul sucker. You are allowed to discard any person who takes from you more than they give. You are allowed to let go of any person who doesn't give you value in a relationship. You're allowed to do that. Love is no guarantee of loyalty. Just because they love you doesn't mean that they're helping you. The biggest uh, challenge for most people when they're dumping the friends that aren't working is dumping the people that are usually holding them back the most. And it's not friends. It's usually family. It's usually blood. Because since they were exposed to those people since they were a, a tiny little toddler, they feel that that blood relationship means that they owe a debt to their family and there's just no way that they could ever let those people go. I'm not an advocate for letting your blood family go, but I'll tell you this. If they're not providing value to the relationship, then they need to leave. If they're taking more from you than they give, then they need to leave. Doesn't mean that they go away forever. You still love them. Doesn't mean you're disowning them. You're just loving them from far away. You feel me? Like, I'm going to love you, but I got to do my thing. You stay over there, then we can catch up some other time. You are allowed to get rid of any single person in your life that does not bring value. Okay? And I want you to remember that. You are under no obligation, family or otherwise, to keep these people in your life. Moving on. So now I told you about all the qualities. Go back and listen to them if you don't remember. But now I got to tell you what type of friends you need to have. There are five, at least five that I can name. There might be more or less. If you think there are more, let me know in the comments section below. But there are five types of friends that I think everyone should have. Like I said earlier, sometimes one friend has many of these qualities. Sometimes you need one friend for each of these qualities. It's hard to find people with all of these uh, qualities uh, in the world. 
I mean, it's not hard to find people with all these qualities. It's hard to find friends because there's a there's a like likability component to this. To be someone's friend, they kind of have to like you. So you could probably find people with all these qualities. There's no guarantee that they're they're going to like you though or want to be your friend. So first one, you need a ride or die friend. Everybody knows this friend, and most people actually have this one. So I don't think that this is a real big problem for most people. But you need a friend that's a ride or die. Somebody that's going to stick with you. Through anything, they're always going to be there at any time. They're always going to help you in the bad times, the good times. It doesn't matter. They're there constantly. A ride-or-die friend helps you to overcome weakness. In your moment of weakness, uh, when you feel like you're alone, your back's against the wall, you're, you know that when you look over your shoulder, your ride-or-die friend's right there. And they're ready to get in the foxhole with you and beat it out. Not, I mean, not beat it out like that. I mean, that would be strange in a foxhole. I've been in foxholes before. That would be very very strange and actually i'm remembering a story right now of a time that a guy did beat it out in a foxhole and uh i think i just threw up in my mouth a little bit but i mean they'll get in the foxhole with you and actually help you raise your spirits up because you know you're not alone because like i said in the beginning being alone is not going to help you be successful and when it's all going to shit and you've only got one person around you want to make sure you've got that ride or die friend need them to overcome that momentary weakness that you're going to have when you feel like you're by yourself Two. A dreamer. You need to have a dreamer in your life. I think for most people, I'm probably their dreamer friend, if I had to take a guess, right? Your dreamer helps you to counter boredom and helps you to be excited about the future because they remind you that there is a future. They remind you that there's uh, more than there, excuse me, they remind you that there is more uh, tomorrow than there is today. That there are new roads to explore, there are new places to go to. They just always. Fill your mind with such positive thoughts about later. Yeah, now might suck, but there's a later. There's more. We can do more. And you might not always do all of the shit that your dreamer friend says. I know Mike right now is probably listening to this going, I don't do half of the shit that JR says to do. I think I'm his dreamer friend, by the way. But I know for a fact that me being a dreamer helps him to think about some new ideas that maybe he hadn't thought of in the past. And it gives him just a little bit of excitement. And I know Mike doesn't like getting excited, but I'm telling on you right now. Gives him just a little bit of excitement for the future. And that's a big deal. And if I can do that, then he can think for his, on his own about how he's going to, uh, you know, the, how those ideas are going to manifest themselves into future projects or success or whatever. But that's my job. A, a dreamer around you just always keeps you feeling young and fresh and exuberant because you just know like man there's there's more to do i'm so excited because i can do more need to have a dreamer friend number three the stabilizer aka the planner all right the stabilizer is the person that you have around to counter your emotional instability right because they can see the big picture emotional instability usually revolves around us focusing on now and the problems of like right now this second today a stabilizer helps you to see the big picture because they're always seeing the big picture. They see the big picture and they can plan. This is the beauty of a stabilizer. You love stabilizer friends. Like shit's going down the tube and you're like, hey man, what the fuck? And you explain the situation to them. They listen to the entire thing and then they work backwards from where you're trying to get to to where you are right now. And they give you a step-by-step plan to get from here to where you want to go. You know a stabilizer because after you talk to them, like you come to them with this. Your brain's on fire with this anxiety and 
emotional turmoil and you you come to this friend like oh i just don't know what the fuck we're gonna fucking do and they're like okay 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 calm down that's the first clue that this is a stabilizer friend calm down and tell me the whole story and then you tell them the whole story and then you tell them where you want to go and they're like okay 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 here's what we're gonna do that's a stabilizer friend right they can always think on their toes they can always make a plan when shit goes wrong they can make a backup plan. Like their mind's always going. Planning, planning, planning. They can always help you out of a jam if they need to. That person helps you to take action because there's a good plan in place for you to do stuff. That's important, right? Stabilize your friends, a good friend to have. And this is not a good friend to have, a friend you need to have around. Number four friend, the motivator, aka the disciplinarian. You need this friend to overcome your laziness and procrastination, or at least your tendencies to procrastinate and be lazy. They're a high-energy person, super intense type of guy or girl that just you're feeling lazy and unmotivated and just like a real big piece of fucking flaming shit, and they just know the right things to say at the right times to get your ass going in the right direction. They know what it takes to get you moving. And you need that friend because sometimes, especially if you're out here grinding, trying to be successful, you're going to get fucking tired. You need to have a friend that can motivate your ass to do more. And that motivation turns into discipline. And you use that discipline to fuel you through the grind to keep doing all the stuff you need to do to be successful, right? Some people would think I'm the motivating friend. Uh, I think on video, I probably seem like a motivating guy, intense, whatever. Uh, my, one of my old commanders in the military used to call me like the cheerleader of the unit because I was always upbeat and I don't think I'm a motivator in, in real life though. I don't, I don't think, you know, I could probably stand on stage and motivate a shitload of people. I don't know that directly, uh, I would say I'm definitely more of a dreamer and stabilizer type of person, uh, because I've definitely said the wrong things to the wrong people (laughs) and have not motivated them, even though. You know, I've, I felt like I should. Anyway, um, that's a motivator. And the last but not least is you need the opposer. All right. Uh, my, my camera stopped recording there. Sorry, I had to, to stop and turn it back on. We're still learning how to do this podcast thing, so bear with me. Anyway, uh, number four friend was the motivator. I already talked about that. Uh, they get you moving. That's not me, but I know that I do have a motivating friend that helps to get me moving from time to time. And uh, number five, the last one, the opposer, a.k.a. the devil's advocate. This is what Mike is to me. He's my opposer, my devil's advocate, right? They help you to stay humble and not believe your own bullshit, right? To, to, to keep you away from way too flowery thinking because they ask the hard questions all the time. This is the hardest friend to have, or at least the hardest friend to find. Because it's hard to determine whether or not this person is an opposer that's helping you or just a critical motherfucker who is negative all the time and they don't want to give you any advice because you being successful would be a blow to their ego. Right there, that happens. This is a really difficult friend to nail down. The way I have nailed it down, or I think I've nailed it down, is are the questions they're asking me helping me to fix problems that would allow me to do what I'm trying to do or the questions they're asking me causing problems that would allow me to or that would force me to not do what it is that I want to do. 
right? Are they, they're, are they asking questions to make sure that I've covered all the bases? Or are they asking questions so that I feel like I need to go back a bunch of bases because I didn't do enough? Fine line there. Really fine line. But if you pick the right friends based on the, the qualities I told you, one of those qualities being uh, selfless. They're not selfish. They're always giving to the other person, then that shouldn't really be a worry if you found a person to be your opposer. Anyway, the opposer always asks the tough questions. Right? They ask you the questions that you need to answer absolutely to make sure that when you step out and you execute that you're not going to fuck this up. If you're going to open a restaurant, you need to have an opposer. Right? The person who's going to ask you the tough questions. Are we paying the right amount of money for food? Do you have the right management in place? What if somebody writes you a poor review on Yelp? What are you going to do if you run out of steak? What's going to happen if the lettuce goes bad? These may not be hard questions for a restaurant. I don't know. I'm making them up. The point is they're going to ask you the hard questions from every angle to make sure that you are prepared to execute. And then as you are executing, a good opposer will know whatever the measurables are uh, for your project or whatever it is that you're doing. So that they can look back to determine whether or not you are successful. So the next time you talk to them, they will know whether your execution worked or not. The biggest thing about a non-opposed or excuse me, a, the opposing friend is they're just a non-bullshit type of person. They're going to shoot straight with you all the time, right? The dreamer is a good friend. Uh, sometimes can get lost in their own dreams and then full of their own shit. The opposer is a counter to that. They make sure that you stay grounded, you stay humble. Um, Remember, the opposer isn't somebody that's going to tell you not to do something. They'll still motivate you to do it. They're just going to ask the tough questions to make sure that you're prepared to execute. And that's it. Those are five friends you need. Five friends you need and all the qualities you need to look for when selecting the people for your tribe. The takeaway from this is do not be afraid to get rid of anybody in your life that is fucking with you. They're fucking with your energy. They're not helping you to be successful. That includes family, and I know it's hard to get rid of people in your life that you're, you've been around your entire life. They're related to you because you feel like you owe them. You don't owe them shit, right? From zero to 18 years old, they had you. It was their job during that time to make sure that everything, they gave you as much information as you possibly could have to do as much as you possibly could. And then after that, it's on you. 18 to the end of your life, it's on you. That's not to say you don't love them. You can still love them and care for them and hang out with them. They're just not a part of your tribe. They're not a part of that tight circle, right? Go back and listen to the qualities or go back and listen to the type of friends if you have any questions about that. But I think think we already wrapped that all up. That's what you need to do. Surround yourself with the right people. And I promise you, you will be well on your way to being at least more successful than you are now because no person will be successful on their own. I can promise you that. This is the Unfiltered One Podcast. I am Julius Ray. Until next time. Goodbye for now.